is that our thoughts become smaller than our God. Our thoughts are always smaller than our God, but the question that we must ask ourselves, is God bigger than our thoughts? Is God bigger than your thoughts that you're having today? Is God bigger than your fear? Is God bigger than your, your anxiousness? Is God bigger than your disappointment? Is God bigger than all those things that you can suffer down there? It's really bright, huh? <laughs> God is bigger than any of our thoughts. God is bigger than any of our anxiousness. God is bigger than any of those things. But what we have to understand is we have to stand up and say, listen, I have a God who's bigger than any thought or any fear or anything that's going to enter into my mind. I love what Paul says. Paul is speaking to the people telling them that if we are truly waging war, which I believe we are truly waging war, if you are here today and you're following Christ, you don't understand that there is a battle going on for every thought that enters into your mind. There's a battle for every choice that you make. There's a battle for everything. And there's a battle of good and evil fighting each other for your very thoughts, for your very, for your very actions today. And oftentimes that fight isn't just outside of our brain. Sometimes that fight is inside our head. Yes, I know I'm a little crazy. A little, yeah, a little bit more than crazy. But, <laughs> but that argument, that, that battle, can sometimes play out in my own talk. That battle can almost play. It, 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 as a pastor, every Sunday when you leave, the thought enters your mind. That was the worst sermon. You can ask my wife how many conversations we have on the way home. That was the worst sermon I've ever done. I can't believe that anyone even just stayed to listen. And, and, I, and I, can, I can have those thoughts enter into my mind. I can have those thoughts enter into, uh, into my, my brain. And, and I fight with myself and I think, no, it's not. You know, I, let me give you a, a, a wonderful current example. The school, you know, we're talking to the school about baptism. Baptist Christmas and all of these things and the uh, school kids came and said, well, how many baskets can you do? And I said, well, how many do you need? So we've done as many as 12 in the past. We've done as many as uh, 15. And they're like, how about if we do 20? I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, sure. And I'm telling the school, yes. But in my head, I'm thinking, Past week, you know, uh, the desperation call as I put out on Facebook. We need 14 more turkeys. Where are we going to get 14 more turkeys at? Right? Turkeys are not cheap. Unless you come from my family, then they're really cheap. But that's different. That's different than turkey bed. But turkeys are not cheap. And I'm thinking to myself, how are we going to do this? Lord, I know you're calling us to do this. Lord, I know you want us to do this. But how are we going to do this? And in that, that still small voice in the back of my head says, inside of my head. You understand, I don't say that to anybody, but this is the bond that we're in my mind. And I'm thinking about this, and so as I'm, as I'm, I'm literally down on my knees, I'm like, oh, Lord, you've got to provide a day for this. We're following you, we're going to do this. And when you know, I get a call from a friend, who the wonderful friend here in the community, and, and she says, can you, uh, you need help with surgery? I can, I can help out. I can help you. And then I get another call from a friend who's uh, 
tell them, tell the spots where they need to go. Yeah, I believe, and I'm out of order, sorry, well, but I believe that God still speaks today. And God still speaks to people today. He chooses however he wants to speak, but God is speaking loudly today. It's up for us to listen to that. The problem is that sometimes we get confused with the voices that we're hearing. Are we hearing God? Are we hearing ourselves? Just like they sit in our lives, 
we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. What is Paul talking about here? Paul is talking to the Corinthians because there are people that have energy to the city and they're telling them something that's contrary to, the, to, to what Christ has taught. And so what he's saying to them is he's saying to the people of Corinth, you need to destroy all those lofty arguments. You need to destroy all those things, those opinions that are raised against the knowledge of God. When someone brings you their opinion, you should honestly, you can fairly say that if their opinion is not based in Christ, you don't have to their opinion. They're free to give it in the free world. They can share their opinion. But anyone whose opinion is not based in Jesus Christ doesn't need to be entered in five years of that perspective. I may listen to you, and then I may tell you you're crazy. Arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. You understand what he just said there? Every thought that enters into your mind, you're supposed to take captive from those thoughts. Now, the, the ESV doesn't do a really good job of this. There's other translations that do a great job because it says, uh, uh, I believe it's the, uh, and I might be the King James, but the, the you need to. Uh, uh, Cause every thought to fall into obedience, to force it into obedience to Christ. Every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, you need to take captive every thought and make it obey Christ. When you hear those voices coming into your head that says, I can't change the way I am because I've always been that way, that's a lie. Because you haven't always been Christ. When when you say I can't, I know some of you are working on your language. I won't say people that. Uh, I won't say their names. Uh, <laughs> he and I have a conversation. Okay, so listen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. The truth of the matter is, though, we can't. You have the power to do that. You have the power to take captive every thought that enters into your mind. You have thought. You have the power to stop what comes out of your now, you may not be successful in not. There may be times when you say something that's passionate and that. Yeah, they listen to me saying plenty of times I've said things I shouldn't have said. And I feel bad about them. And what I do is I go back and say, I'm sorry. And then I didn't mean to do this. You guys, my wife, I tell her that all the time. I'm always doing But I shouldn't say it to her. But the truth of that is, you have the power to take captive every thought. Paul doesn't just stop and say, take thought, take captive of every thought. He doesn't say, just Grab a hold of it and keep it there. No, what does he say? You feed it into your obedience of Christ. Right? That's my uh, my translation. Take thought of every captive. Take, take not of every captive, but take captive every thought and feed it into submission of Christ. Some of you need to be have a bath that says Jesus on it and you start beating yourself in that donkey. You need to have it. You need to beat captive. You need to beat that thought. And so you need to stop saying, I can't. You need to stop saying, what would Christ say? Christ would not say fudge, by the way. He wouldn't just replace the word with fudge. He would just stop saying But we need to beat in the captivity of Christ every time we get in line with him. So we need to stop saying, I can't, and stop saying, I can't, Jesus Christ. We need to stop saying, I'm not good enough. I am good enough. I don't have enough 
Thank you. 